Welcome to HSDF the Podcast, a collection of policy discussions on government technology and homeland security brought to you by the Homeland Security and Defense Forum. Today's program is the first in a three-part discussion with government and industry leaders on improving cyber situational awareness and threats posed by China and Russia. It features Riley Montgomery from the FBI Cyber Division, Jason Kane, Office of Investigations at the U.S. Secret Service, Patrick Flynn, Advanced Programs Group at Trellix Cybersecurity, and David Aguilar, former Acting and Deputy Commissioner at Customs and Border Protection. This program was recorded in conjunction with the HSDF Policy Symposium, The Evolution of Federal Cybersecurity, on June 21, 2023. Really appreciate it. And you know, that was a great way to end that uh, last, uh, last panel by thanking the Patriots. Today, we have two great patriots still in service, one expatriate here. <laughs> Not expatriate, ex in service patriot, I should say. <laughs> I couldn't help myself there, man. <laughs> yeah. I used to work for him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for the crowd here to hear from these gentlemen here that are heavily involved in protecting our nation. Protecting our nation, there's the physical aspect of it, and now there is the cyber aspect of it. Having said that, let me just begin by saying the following. How many of you remember the day big news that President Clinton said there is going to be a computer in every one of our schools and every one of our libraries. Tom, you and I were absolutely you know, mature enough to remember that. Some of you may not have been, you know, may, may have been in school without a computer. That was 1996. It's not that long ago. Very quickly thereafter, it was also internet will be connected in every school, in every library, in every house, and eventually in the hands of every American. We're there. What has happened? It has increased capabilities. It has increased capacity. It has increased efficiency for our nation and nations globally throughout the world. The bad part is it's, in, it's also done the same thing for the bad guys. Capacity, capability, and risk to the way that we live. So today, it's about cyber. It is about what we can do. It is about awareness going forth. What I'm going to ask each one of these individuals is one by one to basically spend about two to three minutes on what it is that they are focused on from an organizational perspective. And then we'll go into a couple of Q&As from myself and then open it up to uh, the audience also. So with that, please, uh, Jason, would you please take first? uh Uh, I'm in charge of basically the Office of Investigations Global uh, cyber outreach kind of programs. Uh, so I base a resource budget and kind of plan for strategically uh, what are the threats, what should we be doing about them, um, and then how do I better resource my agents uh, scattered around the globe with the resources they need to kind of go after the threats that people, well, Mr. Pat will discuss, uh, that Riley will discuss, like how do we basically go after those bad actors and then attribute to them, and then uh, I say put handcuffs on them. It's not always possible, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, kind of keep America safer uh, as regards to our infrastructure. So that's kind of the big parts. But uh, I'll still get a little more into this. We kind of hit the questions. Riley, hi, my name is Riley Montgomery. I'm a unit chief at the FBI in our cyber division. Um, you basically covered everything that I do, so I just work for the FBI. Um, <laughs> my job as a unit chief, um, I'm over the Asia Cyber Operations Unit. Um, I kind of coordinate the efforts across the FBI as it relates to nation-state threats that are emanating from Asia. Um, prior to that, I spent 18 months in the Major Cyber Crimes Unit, where uh, my job was to coordinate our efforts on ransomware. Um, so for the last two years, I've been 
pretty focused on, from a strategic perspective, what the FBI is doing on basically the two biggest threats that are facing our country from a cyber perspective. Thank you. Pat? Um, I, hello, everybody. I'm Pat Flynn. I'm, I'm the head of commercial threat intelligence for Trellix, an organization that sits within the Advanced Research Center uh, of Trellix. Uh, I'm, I'm a part of the threat intelligence group. And, and we provide threat intelligence uh, for our customers. My background, um, I, I come from the U.S. Navy. I served 23 years between uh, active duty and reserve. I, I worked as a Border Patrol agent for Chief Aguilar uh, at a Nogales station, Tucson sector. I worked for him again as a staff officer uh, at headquarters when he was selected as chief. And then I worked for him again uh, when he was the <laughs> acting commissioner. Uh, and I was not working. a very smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I was uh, a GS-15 running uh, within the Joint Wireless Program office in Charlie Armstrong's former organization. Um, so, I, but I, I've, the last 10 years I've been running this organization uh, from an intelligence perspective, and, and it's an interesting uh, a view on the, the, the major cyber threats in the world, and we'll get into that a little bit as we get into the Q&A. But thank you for letting me participate. There you go. So let, let me, uh, I think you're going to present a couple of slides here to begin very quickly, but let me define cyberspace from an elementary knuckle-dragging perspective as I see it. Uh, and I actually wrote this down because I did a lot of reading on this. Basically, what is cybersecurity? Security of cyberspace. What is cyberspace? Devices, infrastructure, data, and the users. That is what cybersecurity is. That's what it encompasses. The question I've got from the very top perspective here is how do we build a stronger cybersecurity awareness, a culture of cybersecurity awareness? As an ex Law enforcement officer, <clears throat> situational awareness is absolutely critical in everything that we do in the field. Well, I would have, would put forth that's the same thing here. So with that, we agreed that uh, uh, Pat's going to present a couple of slides here to kind of set the situational tone of what we're seeing now as a country and then get into some questions. Pat? All right. It's a it's a, it's a, an immense, immense problem. Then the second number next to it is once we correlate that against known malicious campaigns across the world. Just focus on the U.S. Go to that next slide, please. This is the verticals within the U.S. that bad actors are primarily focused on, according to us and, and our analysis. What, what it's ironic and what I found very surprising was the educational sector was what a preeminent focus within the U.S. primarily, along with the government and so on and so forth. And then the next one. Those, those, that's once we get done with our attribution activity. You can see, just like Director Easterly said earlier today, enemy number one is China. If you recognize those numbers, and I won't go in, the top four actors are basically either a criminal or nation-state actor coming out of China. Let's switch gears to another country. Oh, that's the, that's the malicious telemetry uh, detection timeline across 30 days. That's how hyperactive it is. Uh, focus on the U.S. Next slide. Ukraine. You know, kinetically, uh, this and this these numbers were fresh yesterday morning. The, the, the numbers are probably going to be a little bit uh, more updated uh, uh, today. Two million nine hundred sixteen thousand malicious detections against uh, vertical infrastructure within the country of Ukraine against eighty nine hundred sixteen malicious campaigns. Now you take that back to September. All right. There was only one point eight million malicious detections. 
against 1,816 known malicious campaigns in Ukraine. But since September 14th, the beginning of the counteroffensive in Ukraine, it's spiked exponentially, and that's where we're at today. Next slide. That's what they're focused on from a vertical perspective. Next slide. That's attribution. Again, the Chinese, Chinese, some Mustang Panda. You'll see some more Russian activity. But back in September, it's Gamadron. It's Sandworm. You know, heavy Russian focus. But China is in everybody's chonies, so to speak, over the world. And then the last slide, that's the activity level in Ukraine. It's very, very dynamic. And it's looked like that ever since September. But that's kind of sets the stage of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So I guess that backdrop, let me begin with Riley here. Riley, I guess that backdrop we talked about, and we heard a lot of prior speakers also, about building a culture of cybersecurity awareness. Where do you see the biggest challenges? And uh, just as important, probably more importantly, where would you focus that awareness building uh, for a cyber cyberspace security? Sure. So our, our number one goal as the FBI is to obviously investigate cybercrime, right? Um, put bad guys in jail so they can't continue um, conducting the activity. But as was mentioned before, a lot of these actors are located in places that we can't physically get our hands on them. Places like China, Russia, that we can't actually go into, but the activity is condoned or there's a blind eye turned to the activity being conducted against us. And so it's shifted our perspective from putting bad guys in jail to making it harder for them to operate. So one of our big goals is um, putting out information that helps network defenders around the U.S. with indicators of compromise related to specific cyber criminal groups that can help them defend networks and prevent the bad guys from getting in. Um, I would say the biggest challenge with that is that we're only as good as the data that we have from victims. Um, the only way that we can advance our investigations is from reporting that comes directly from victims of cybercrime. Um, I think the last number I heard was somewhere between 20 and 30 percent. That's the number of, of cybercrimes that we're aware of that are reported to us. So there's 80, 70 to 80 percent of crime that we're not aware of. Um, so our, our, our ability to get all that data is very limited. Um, and it's, it's incredibly difficult to move things along to make the public aware, create that situational awareness with only 20% of the picture. Um, so when we talk about things like Circea legislation, where, where reporting is becoming mandated, ultimately, that's a good thing because that'll give us more information to move our cases along and help inform the public as to what they should be looking out for. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow HSDF the podcast on every major podcast platform. Visit hsdf.org to learn more about the Homeland Security and Defense Forum and HSDF the podcast.